I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and we are wrapping up our time at Podcast Movement. I have uh, the podcast producer of the Productivityist Podcast. Mr. John Polster here with me, and we are uh, at the tail end of this this event. Um, you know, if you listen to the last episode, uh, which everyone received, uh, they, you're getting two episodes this week. Everybody, Patreon and uh, and general public, because uh, this event was pretty pretty awesome. We were here last year, as we mentioned last episode, and uh, this year I would say they've leveled up. Would you say Would you say leveled up, John? Oh yeah, big way. I mean, the speakers across the board. I mean, as you've said, I don't know, like. How could they add bigger names next year? It would be pretty hard. I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see who they get. I know that next year's event's in Chicago, which I've never been to, which definitely leads me to thinking that I will be there uh, because Chicago, from what I hear, is a pretty awesome city. Maybe some of the listeners out there from Chicago can confirm that. Uh, but uh, so for what we want to do in this episode is bring on another group of individuals who are at the show uh, at the event and kind of get their ideas of not just like what they do and, 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 you know, maybe some productivity stuff as well, but how they prepare for a trip or to come to an event like this. And then what do they do when they get back? Cause I think that's a big question that we often face. So I answered how I do it. Um, and we had Jamie Tardy and, and a few other people last episode. You can go back and, and look at that episode to, to kind of get a sense of how they do it. Got four more people, including, including Srinivas Rao from the Unmistakable Creative Phenomenal Podcast. Uh, we've been hanging out pretty much. Oh, we, we actually just came back from lunch with them. Um, we've, we've hung out pretty much all week. Uh, I've been sharing my love of Japanese whiskey with pretty much everybody here in the Whiskey and Rye Bar downstairs at the Omni Hotel in Fort Worth. So uh, let's just dive into it. Let's get to the, the, the goods here. Uh, here are some more fine folks from the, uh, uh, in terms of the attendees at Podcast Movement talking about how they, uh, what they do and then how they uh, put themselves in a position to succeed and be productive uh, while they are on the road and then further when they get back, how they can leverage what they've learned at an event such as this. So I'm with Srini Rao here at uh, Podcast Movement, uh, and uh, you you just moderated a panel. Yeah. Uh, and it was with, who was on the panel again? Uh, Leah from Strangers, uh, Leah Tao, uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce her last name, Eric Nuzum from Audible, and uh, Dean Capello from WNYC. Cool. And, and for those that are listening to this that don't know who you are or what you do, can you share that with them? You mean there are people who don't know who I am? There I'm are people completely there. offended by that. That's so... <laughs> Disheartening. That's such a blow to my ego. Now, (laughs) (laughs) like I I need to make a therapist appointment now after hearing that. Um, I host a show called The Unmistakable Creative, where uh, we basically have conversations with insanely interesting people. They're more than just interviews. I think they're stories about people who are just up to weird and interesting things in the world. Well, it's you know, I mean, I love the show that you do. I've been listening. I mean, we've been we've we've hung out a number of times. But what I like is that they are. We're at an event where there's so many similar podcasts right. where you you know you kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and yours does not do that at all. <laughs> in yeah. a good way, in a really really good way. So like just to give everybody a sense of why like why did you why have you gone down this road with with unmistakable creative like Oh, you know, I I think there's two things that I was very fortunate to have. One is a mentor named Greg Hartle who could kind of see what was coming and he knew that we needed to rebrand. 
But I think my own personal curiosity was leading me down a very different path. I mean, AJ Leon kind of sparked my interest in a totally different type of creator. And I'm like, this is way more fascinating than talking to a blogger, or, you know, online marketer. I'm like, there's got to be other people like him or, inter- you know, people who have these fascinating careers. And then, of course, you know, we started to understand what our story structure was. Like, we, we were able to sort of identify the common themes that our most popular interviews had. And our most popular interviews were never with the most famous people. What we saw was that we had fascinating stories. And that was kind of like, well, we could design every interview to be that way because it was all just based on the style of question and the direction you took the conversation. And I just, you know, seeing what was happening in the world of online, you know, podcasting and everybody starting very similar shows, we're like, well, we've got a shot. One, I think mainly because of my interviewing skills, I knew that if we took it in a different direction, we could get into really deep and rich territory that I think has a really significant emotional impact on people who listen. Like, listening to one of our episodes is one of those things that you feel very different after you listen. Like, it has, uh, you have a visceral response. And, you know, we've been very fortunate in that, uh, you know, we've had guests. I mean, like, I, you know, you got to hear some of the audio for the animated series we're working on, and you saw the response to that immediately. It's, like, emotional. So I think that's a big part of it. But, uh, you know, I... Uh, Doing something different, I think, has always been, you know, when the rest of the world... But, do, but doing something different better, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, unmistakable is your... It's your mantra. It's your yeah. credo. Like, I mean, putting together... You say fa- fascinating keeps coming up. And the it's not just the stories that, that are told, but the way that you convey them. You know yeah. what I mean? Through through the... Not just not just the, the podcast, but but the illustrations. Right. And the, the, the animation that you're working mm-hmm. on. And then the, and just even the audio. Like... I listened to it, and, 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 you know, I mean, welling up in the corner of my eyes, not necessarily because of the, of, of the story I heard, but what it meant to me. Do you know what I mean? Like how it, yeah. how I pulled me in, right? Well, I, I guess part of it is I, I don't think of it as, as podcasting. I think of everything we do as creating an experience, right? right? So from end to end, from the moment somebody interacts with our brand, like you land on our homepage, you're like, wait a minute, this is different. Like I've never seen anything like this. You just won't. You won't find another site like it on the internet. And so, I mean, even our about page, like you get there and it's a cartoon, right? And you're like, okay, this is really bizarre. These guys totally do things that are very out there. But I mean, the big thing for me is from end to end, I'm always thinking about how do I create an experience that people can't help but be affected by? Uh, And that, I think, manifests in everything we do. No matter what we do, no matter what I do, any public presence, I'm like, how do I continue pushing the edge that basically makes people feel that now i know you've shared this with me before and everybody here but those people who are listening right now like how what's one thing do you think that they can do before i dive into like how you prepare for yeah. like, travel and stuff which is what i want to get to and uh, to go in an event like this but what's one way that someone can kind of embody or at least begin to start to go down the path of being unmistakable i honestly think daily writing and daily journaling is probably the fastest path to that uh because writing is this incredibly reflective experience that I think makes you almost an alchemist in your own life. And when you're writing, especially in a journal, you're not thinking, how do I impress somebody? I'm not publishing this on a blog somewhere. It's this very deeply personal experience. Granted, a lot of my posts that you know I've written and published start in journals, but I think that that entire experience starts to unleash something. I think that if you're writing a thousand words every day, and it doesn't have to be good, like eventually you'll end up writing good words because you're just doing it so much. Uh, you know, most of what I write is crap. Like a good amount of it is horrible. But you're always looking for one good sentence, and it's like, all right, cool. Like you basically make a contract with yourself, and you honor that contract. So a couple of things I think happen in the process of, of going through this daily ritual of writing. Uh, you know, Charles Duhigg talks about keystone habits, right? So it creates a 
domino effect in the rest of your life. It's like, I do this one thing and suddenly it creates momentum. Like now I'm a writer. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start exercising because I need the energy to write. So it starts, you know, tipping and like, next thing you know, you're a different person and you've rewritten the story of your life by being a writer. So that's one thing I would, that, that would be the one thing I think everybody should write every day, at least a little bit, it, even if it's not a thousand words, like sit down and open up a journal first thing in the morning and just write or, you know, write before you go to sleep. Well, one of the things I've said to people, cause I'm a big believer in journaling as well is what I've said is like, they go, Oh, I can't journal. I can't journal. I'm like, do you Facebook? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, that's journaling. Yeah. Really, that's what it is. Like, I mean, you're just journaling for the world. So aren't you worth that at the very least? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's it's funny because I think people are so afraid of, like, quality, right? You get this beautiful Moleskine notebook. And it's like, I'm going to fill it with my shit writing, <laughs> which is true. You're like, yeah, I don't want to write in this. My handwriting looks horrible and, you know. But I think that's, uh, you know, you learn to let go of judgment and you just create. And that's the thing. I think the, the pressure that it has to be good is what keeps so many people from actually doing anything and once you can kind of say you know what it doesn't have to be good nobody has to read it if it's not that good you're kind of free to do whatever you want speaking of being free to do whatever you want we're at this conference we've kind of been free to do whatever we want most of them I know you did a panel but how do you when you go into an event like this like how do you kind of set yourself up so that you can be as as present as you want to be uh, you know, sometimes I'm really good about it. If I, you know, if I know I'm speaking, for example, I wouldn't be out drinking. You know, I counted the number of drinks I had last night. I was like, that was a lot. It was like five or six. And I knew I had to do a panel. But I mean, if I have to do a presentation, uh, and I'm totally going to steal this from Eric Wall, who is a graffiti artist. He does these amazing keynote presentations. What he told me is that he trains for a keynote speech like an athlete trains for uh, a sporting event. Like he tre- like his physical body is in top shape. So I don't drink the entire week before, um, you know, I eat as healthy as possible. I exercise as much as possible. And then it's, you know, insane amounts of practice. And, you know, how do you keep looking for inflection points? I'm like, I, you know, you kind of start to think through, okay, when I say this, this is the response that I'm expecting. When I say this, this is how it's going to go down. And I think that's, that's really the way I, as far as preparing for talks, uh, and, and being as present as possible. And the other thing, you know, it's funny. Everybody here is periscoping, which I think is, is really funny and weird. I, I got on periscope for a little bit. I'm like, the whole point of being here is to talk to people. I'm like, I'm periscoping and I'm showing another person periscoping on a periscope. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so meta. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that, I think, again, that's about picking and Like being in the moment, right? Yeah. Like I think it's just really. Now, what about when you get back? Because we're, we're almost done. We got, yeah. what, like uh, half a day left. What happens when you get back? I for me, getting back is always nice because it gets me right back into my rhythm of, you know, flow and routine. Uh, it takes a couple days, but you know, I sleep is you know critical. I think I don't know. I, I don't always sleep well when I travel, so that's the big thing. When I get back, it's like all right, back into a. a but you've written every single day you've been here. You've oh, written yeah. so that that consistency is key yeah, because yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're at home on the road or that never wherever. changes. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk, hungover, sober, whatever. It's <laughs> what did Hemingway say? Right. Drunk at it. Sober. Yeah. Anyway, right. Right. Uh, so Srini, tell everybody where they can find you. We'll wrap up because we got a, a drink to finish. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me at unmistakablecreative.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. 
Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Julia Tunstall, right? Yes. See, it's not Tunstall. It's Tunstall, right? It's also not Turnstall or many other things that I've heard. (laughs) But my maiden name is Cox, so I'm very grateful. (laughs) (laughs) Julia is... uh, what, what's you've got two things that really are going on in terms yes. of your online world, and I, we met each other at New Media Expo last year, a lifetime ago. It was it was early two thousand fourteen, yeah. And now and now, and did we run into each other anytime between that point? In time? I think we probably did yeah. at some point. At some yeah, point. probably WDS or something yeah. or other. So yeah, we did WDS last yep. year. So uh, let people know who you are, where you're from, all that stuff. I already said who you are, but like what, what you do and all that stuff. So yeah. That so my, uh, probably our biggest thing, our longest project is called a bar above. And that's where my, my husband and I partnered to create basically the ultimate resource for bartenders where we started as a YouTube channel. Now we have a website and a podcast and all sorts of just really useful information for bartenders who want to get into craft bartending, who want to learn about great hospitality and making good drinks. And um, my part of that team is really being the one to consume the cocktails. I think it's really important. Um, I tell my accountant frequently about how all of the liquor is tax deductible, and yes, we do consume it anyway. I got to get a gig like that. You've got it. You I got the beer cellar, and I like the bourbon, but I can't seem to. Gonna have to throw together a podcast, I think. I will. It'll have to be like I figure. What, we did like uh, Mike's on Mike's was the closest we got to that. that was pretty like, close. Yeah, it was pretty close. But I mean, uh, I, there's a lost episode of Mike's on Mike's where we did like three episodes back to back to back. Oh no! And it was all like ten percent. Uh, ABV. Uh, by the time I was done, oh, I was no. spelling like a band's name, and I'm like, this band, the Leslie Spitrio, it's L E Les, L I, and it's just so. Brett Kelly was on the show, and it was we never published it because oh, Brett no. basically had to like commandeer the co-hosting, handing so, out water. Oh yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. But and you also, but you also have another project that's related to productivity in a lot of ways. It is, it is. Yeah, one of the things that I learned over the course of the three years now with a bar above is just all of the different steps involved in delegating well. And so what I do with Effortless Workflow, which is my other project, EffortlessWorkflow.com, is I both write about systems and processes and workflows, and I also help other people build systems and workflows that are easily delegatable. So they can bring somebody onto their team, usually usually for folks, and I'll work with them to bring on their first team member. So usually most of the information for their business lives in their head which is a great place to store information if you have a fantastic memory and if it's only you. And it's actually really a terrible place to do that. (laughs) I know you're being sarcastic, but it's really the worst thing you can do. Well, I actually have the memory of a goldfish, so I have to delegate my memory to my computer. Otherwise, I would never tie my shoes. I'd probably never brush my teeth. I'd have serious hygiene problems, (laughs) and you would not want to sit this close to me. No, we're... we're, we're, So, uh, speaking of effortless workflow, like you are, we're at an event right now. We're at the podcast movement in, in Fort Worth. So, you you would have had to prepare to be here, like setting things yep. up. So when it comes to making your workflow effortless, when it comes to like stepping away and mm-hmm. being fully present at an event like this, what do you do? 
So for an event like this, what I'll do is, uh, well, I suppose just in general, I use Asana, yep. first of all. And, and that's a really a key part I'm a of big our process. Fan of a, a big fan of Asana. I've heard that rumor. I have, <laughs> yes. And so what it means is um, every piece of content we ever create is a task in Asana. And then subtasks of that task are every piece of effort that goes into actually publishing it. And what that means is it's very simple for me to look ahead. I can literally just search in Asana and say, what's everything that I'm going to have to do during the time that I'm away and do it in advance. It's fully documented. It's already there without any additional preparation. I also typically inform my team. Right now we do have a full-time virtual assistant working for us in the Philippines. She's a lifesaver. We send each other Christmas cards. Her kids are adorable. <laughs> I feel like we're family now after a couple of years, but um, we, we definitely bring her up to speed, let her know we're going to be working at a quicker pace for the week prior. We usually don't have to work more than a week ahead, um, but for longer trips we will typically work two or three weeks ahead. But since it's all documented well in Asana, it's not really so much a lot of effort and preparation. It's really just working ahead on the tasks we would have to do during the time yeah. we're Way. Front loading it, and then exactly, and then when you get back, what happens? Because now you're going to get back on what Monday, probably, right? Yep, about Monday. And and to be honest with you, I just pick up where I left off. There's really not a lot of of um, mess to pick up. There'll be more email. Email's the real issue. And I, I if but you have a suggestion, but, but that's <laughs> external, though, right? Like, see, it's that's true. the thing is that is that what I'll say is if it's team related. It happens for me within Slack, right? Within the team okay. stuff, because because yeah. not everybody uses Asana, right? Like like I'll, I'll I'm looking right at, at the producer of the show, John Polstra, who is a Trello fan, and I could never, I would you know I would have to pay him a lot of money to use Asana, and even then a premium, it, it would have premium. To, it would have to be a lot of money. <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna work on you, <laughs> but but. The thing is, is that Slack also has Asana integration, which is quite nice. I so did not you, know that. It does. It does. I don't so use Slack. I think yes. I'm going to have to start. Slack is nice because then I can keep the team. Like, we can all talk within it. I can get That's fantastic. Messages. And then I don't have to check email. Email's all yeah. from external sources. So then I'm like, okay, well, that's... Which means you can batch it easily and abs- say... And absolutely. you can decide when you're going to deal with that. Absolutely. And that's the nice thing, I think, is that with the processes that we have in place, um, we really get to manage the work instead of the work managing us. Right, we, right. We know it's very simple to work ahead. Um, when our VA took two weeks off earlier this year uh, for her for her vacation... It was very simple for us. She said, how shall I prepare? And I said, look in Asana and work ahead. Yeah. And I'll work ahead accordingly because certainly there are some dependencies where she'll need work from me. But it was really very simple. And, and the funny thing for us was while she was gone, I had to, I had to pick up some of the things um, that were time, time sensitive. And uh, I actually had to follow all my own documentation because I hadn't done it in a couple years. Right. Well, and the other thing is, is that when you start to front end load like stuff like this you get that proactive thing happening yes and then it can be so those due dates don't necessarily become oh yeah due dates it's anymore. momentum exactly it's fantastic I, I love it i think that and and to your point if you can work ahead then just roll with it keep going mm-hmm. keep working ahead and then you'll stay more in front of your content in front of your processes you can be more strategic um, and I think it you can, really... You can take break. Like, if you get sick, you're at yeah. least ahead of the game. Like, you know, so, it's yeah, true. absolutely. It's It's putting money in the bank. But time, awesome. Time in the bank. Absolutely. Yeah. So where can people find you online so that they can catch up? And I love what you're doing. We, I know we and I are talking about doing some stuff together. Absolutely. And I think we should. Absolutely. So I want to I make sure that everyone listening gets to know where you are and how they can reach out to you. You can definitely find me at EffortlessWorkflow.com or on Twitter at J.C. Tunstall. That's T-U-N-S-T-A-L-L. But yeah, go to Effortless Workflow. It's way easier to spell. Awesome. Thanks, Julia, for joining me. Thanks. So with me right now is Eric Fisher from Beyond the To-Do List. He, he is a repeat uh, guest now on the show. Uh, but 
we will not be going as long as we did last time because a the ambient noise is rather loud, but also. Uh, you know, I want to I want to touch base with you because what we've been talking about this episode is how you are able to come to an event like this and like how do you prepare for it? Like how do you make sure that when you come, you're able to be fully engaged and yeah. part of the process? And then when you get back, how do you deal with it when you get back? Sure. Well, one, I I plan ahead. I mean, I, I just count myself as useless to anybody outside of the people that are here in person. So I, I act as if I'm going to be, you know, out of the country with little to no cell phone coverage. Right. You know, no data, no nothing. So I, you know, I, I let people that need to know that, know that, uh, you know, I don't have an autoresponder on or anything on my email, but whatever, because I'm still tweeting and things, you know, yep. you can still tweet at me and text Do you do like me, the retweet thing? Because I do that a lot when I'm in keynotes. Like I will find like the retweet button and do that because then I can actually watch the presentation. I just scan the hashtag and go, oh yeah, I like that point, retweet. Oh, I like that point, retweet. Do you do that or do you actually spend time? I know you've done a few. Like I kind of balance I, it both ways. Yeah. Um, it depends. If it's somebody who's done a really great job as I'm scanning the feed of, of capturing the image of the moment as well as the... Yeah, profundity of the saying, yeah. you know. I will hit retweet. Sometimes I'll say, "Ooh, that's really good." I'm going to copy and paste <laughs> that tweet into mine, and then I'll I'll do it myself. How many followers do they have? Should I? Oh, that no, uh, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so sometimes I will tweet it myself. Yep. Sometimes I will. I mean, I'm pretty good. Like, honestly, my iPhone six plus fastest thumb typing I can do. Yeah, so, yeah. I gotta get. I think I'm gonna upgrade to a six plus at some point, especially now that thumbs, my mini is. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so now when you get back, so you're yes. at the event. Now, what happens when you get back? Well, see, that's the great part. Is I know I'm traveling all day Monday. There shouldn't be that big of a delay, if any. If there is, still not going to be a problem because I've got Tuesday's stuff that I need to do pretty much on autopilot, and I can accommodate. Like I can crash. I can ease myself in and do some stuff Tuesday, look ahead for the rest of the week, but, you know, and, you've and honestly... Ga- you've created, like, a gap day Exactly, for exactly. And so I've done a ton of that. I did a ton of that preparatory stuff before I left. Yes. So I, pre- I, I watched you. I learned from... <laughs> I learned it by watching you uh, with WDS and things like that. I'm like, I see what you're doing, and I see that you're, you know, coasting back in to life again and accommodating so i knew i needed that and i didn't want to you know jostle well because then you I, can't have the, like the whole idea is to have the, the frameworks create the freedom right exactly exactly and, 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 and so like i was saying to john when he was talking to me about this off the top of the show is that july didn't have a theme for me because i knew i was coming to these two events so why the heck would i theme that month when i know i'm gonna be on the road most right. of the time which which lessens the pressure for you yeah. know like i have to Instead, I'm like, okay, how do I make sure that these other two weeks are where I'm either decompressing from World Domination Summit or preparing to go to podcast movie? Yeah. Another key piece was I looked ahead. Since this event is over the opening weekend of August, I looked at all of August. Yeah. And I, I wrote kind of down, okay, here's this week, each of the weeks for the month, the rest of the month, so that I'm already moving the projects forward each of those weeks, and I'm not landing in that first week of August back Okay, where am I? What am I doing? So I'm, I, you know, I did the most pushing yeah. that first week, but then some pushing on the rest of the 
month. So, well, I want to thank you first off, a for helping me with the, like we did that co-hosted meetup on Thursday. We had what, that was about great. Tw- we had about twenty people show up. Yeah, that's about right. It was awesome. And also, it's great to see you again because we've only seen each other. Like, last time we saw each other was at Podcast This movement. a year ago, yeah. Yeah, a year ago. Uh, so, Eric, where can people find you online when you are not uh, meeting up with me once a year at you this event? You can find me online at beyondthetodolist.com or hit me up on twitter.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. Awesome. Thanks again for joining me, buddy. Thanks for having me. I have with me Vicky Velasquez. See, I'm going to try to... That, how would you say that? Like, I don't have a Spanish accent. Uh-huh. I'm as Canadian as they come. Like, how would you say that with... That's actually really good. Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you host the Productivity Power Up? That's podcast, correct. Right? We met last year at Podcast Movement. We're here in the lobby of the Omni where I'm able to quickly grab people as I just did for you. <laughs> so we met at the Podcast Movement last year. Yes. At the party where Matt Giovanisi rapped and all that stuff happened at the House of Blues, right? That's right. Right, right. That's right. And uh, you're Dan Hayes and Vanessa Hayes. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. you're based in? San Antonio. Right, which is where my favorite basketball team is, of course. Yes. And I have to come down. Yes, I have to come down <laughs> and see them play. It's a bucket list item. It's like me going to see the Bengals play in Cincinnati. This is the year. Okay. Remember, well, we we get, this is the year. This 12, is right? Duncan. We got number 12, Aldridge, and it's Duncan's last. Well, yes. it's not his last year, but it's going to be close. Could be. Mm-hmm. So can you tell everybody what you do on your show and, and how you kind of got into the whole productivity space? Because sure. uh, I know we chatted a bit about it. We shared a hug and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. we'll do another hug, of course, when we're done. <laughs> Sorry it's not video podcast, folks. But we will do that. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. So uh, I probably fell in love with productivity about in 2011. So it's about five, four years now when I read Getting Things Done by David Allen. And I'd always been kind of an organized person, but something just wasn't right. I just felt like my systems could be better. And I felt like I was just swatting at things and I really wasn't focusing on things like that I wanted to do, like starting my own side business and such. So a lot of the concepts there resonated with me. So I started reading more and more and then started getting more into the productivity space and really loving the room that studying some of these strategies was making in my life. I started making time for my music again. I started making time for a lot of things um, that I just hadn't had the opportunity to do. Internally in my company, I'm very grateful that they allow me to do productivity presentations. I've probably done about 30 within the company and also do private coachings within wow. the company. So I'm a business analyst manager. I work in a, in a project office environment. So there's a lot of That's necessity. That's like all three things. Yes. Have productive business analyst manager. They're like productivity <laughs> screams in all three of them. Yes, things. and it's great because I get to you know not only coach my media team, but also any role. There's a necessity to learn how to do it. Uh, What do you you say to people who get, like, they don't get that having those frameworks create freedom? Because you've probably, I've come across, I'm sure you have, where they're like, but but it seems so structured, and then I won't have the space and freedom to, and you and I both know that's not true. So how do you deal with that? I think the proof is in the pudding. And so when I tell them about the things that it's opened my life up for, for example, like I said, I hadn't touched my guitar in years. I'm a, I'm a music major. My bachelor's degree was in music. And I, after getting into the corporate world, uh, I wasn't able to really play much anymore. I just felt like I was very reactive. So again, I think by example, when I say now I have two podcasts, so my partner and I have a vegetarian podcast that we've been doing for almost three years as well. I do that, and I'm able to pick up hobbies, and people's ears perk up. So it's worth a listen, and I think that kind of helps people to really at least open their minds a little bit. Two more quick questions. Mm-hmm. Do you still Are you a GTD purist at this point, or have you kind of done what most of us have done? Like, I've left it behind altogether, <laughs> but you've hybrided it, right? I'm a hybrid, right. So what else do you incorporate in? 
Mm. Probably well, some li- Covey, like some Covey stuff and Schwartz and like Covey the- Schwartz definitely because I think what I really appreciate about GTD was that it was for me anyways. I know that there is a lot of uh, what it helped me to really get a handle on was on my to do list, my action list. But what I really wanted more of was the areas of focus, the higher like the Covey type of what do you the quadrant kind of thing, yep. you know, yep. the urgent, important, all that kind of stuff. I wanted to make sure that my tasks were really mapping to that. And GTD does, in fairness, talk about that, but I think that uh, not at first blush. Yeah, first it doesn't. Blush. It's and always it's like much, ca- yeah, it's like it's capture then context. And all of a sudden, you know, the third time you read, like, oh, and then there's these horizons of focus, right? But they seem to get buried in the, and everyone tends to stay on the runway, as you would call yes, it. Yes, right? that's exactly right. But I did hear him on a webinar say recently that if you find that most of your a- uh, actions are coming from things off of your project list, then you're at the next level of GTD. And I thought, yes, that's right, because most of my stuff was mapping to those higher levels. Right. But I just felt like I needed more, so that's why I'm I try to keep very open to what I listen to. I listen to a bunch of other productivity podcasts, including yours, and just trying to get little things that I can incorporate into my system because it's very custom. Everybody, The way everybody does does their gets things done is very customized. That's one thing they're doing so many yeah, presentations. E- even when me. business isn't personal, productivity is. So you yes. have to... Yes. Now, now, you're at this conference. You were mm-hmm. here last year. One of the things I've been, we talked about off the top of the show was the idea of like how you prepare for something like this. Like we're organized folks. Yes. How do we make sure that? How do you, in particular, make sure that when you come to this event, you can be fully immersed in it? Like, what prep do you do before, and then when you get home, what happens? Well, I will tell you, I, I make no apologies about being uh, very uh, much about the inbox zero. That just leaves me and uh, in a very good place, so I feel like my mind can relax a little bit. And knowing that I know how to get there very quickly, when I go back to work, I can take a two-week vacation for my corporate gig and not touch my inbox where or email where a lot of my colleagues do have to go in there during their vacation, and that's really my downtime. So that's a boundary thing. It, it is a boundary thing. So usually that is probably one of the biggest things that if I do, that I'll at least let my mind roam a little bit and have some fun because right. it's not all about you know that's that's where we were saying Frameworks the paradox freedom, of it right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you have the organization structures but it also gives it's that paradox of the freedom within that those yeah. structures absolutely so Vicky before I let you go where can people find you online so they can listen to more of your stuff because I mean I've been following your stuff for a while ever since we had a chance to meet and mm-hmm. Super smart. So Thank I want you. more people to be able to get where, Thank where you, you where appreciate that. Got. They can find me at www.productivitypowerup.com. Also on iTunes. That would uh, we have. So our podcast is coming up on episode ten, and uh, that's or Vicky at productivitypowerup.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm with Craig Carpenter here uh, at the podcast movement. We are in the. Probably the furthest possible place we could be recording. Yeah, uh, at this point, uh, I always get seated whenever I go to restaurants. They always put me in the back corner. For yeah, some we're near reason. the kitchen. <laughs> we're near the kitchen right yeah. now. Um, so, Craig, why don't you tell all my listeners uh, who you are, what you do, and, and why? Wh- what's the shirt you're wearing, which they can't see right now? <laughs> I'm that. I'm that guy. Oh, actually. you're that guy. Yeah, that. I'm going to be that guy that wears his own thing to the to the band uh, concert. But um, so. First off, I wanted to thank you for having me on the podcast. I love productivity. I love life hacking, all that stuff that helps us uh, create more time, you know, for the things we want to do. Um, and in that spirit, I created something called Relay. And what Relay is, is you add your brand graphics, your colors, your quotes. Um, everybody loves quotes on social media right now. Um, but more importantly, if you have a podcast, you add guests in there, things like that. So you add all these assets and content and Relay 
is kind of a um, a very smart tool that takes all this and spits out graphics already optimized for Twitter, Facebook, uh, blogs. And on top of that, it also does some features that I think aren't out there right now that I think are needed and I've seen, which is um, it SEO optimizes, uh, so SEO optimizes, it, it search engine optimizes the images. It's kind of like saying AT, uh, ATM yeah. machine. It's yeah, the exactly. ATM machine. Right. So when people say that, that in a sentence, it's like really <laughs> weird, right? <laughs> but what I love about this is that... Um, Again, I have so many different things going on with, with productivity is that mm-hmm. I you know, podcasts, blog posts, newsletters, all that stuff, Twitter, social media, all that stuff, that it's nice to have one place like templates. I'm big on that kind of component where it's mm-hmm. like you go in and know that it's gonna be done correctly, so effectively essentially. So yeah. you can be more efficient with it. And what I've found with a lot of tools out there is people use tools to just be faster at it, but mm-hmm. what relay does is it makes it effective. And then the efficiency grows because you get more familiar with it. Like you've just put tutorials on mm-hmm. that are going to help people. Like my wife, who's not tech savvy at all. Mm-hmm. Sorry, honey. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's like, oh, this seems like something that I could do. Yeah. You know, it, it's very interesting. I've been a designer my whole life, a 3D animator. Uh, I like to dabble in anything creativity. And the thing that I've noticed is you can, you can throw a bunch of pieces of paper out on a table, but you ask someone to arrange those in a way um, that looks appealing, they can usually do that, but not always. And just a couple days ago, I came up with this analogy. It's kind of like putting up the guardrails in bowling. I think a lot of people can relate to that. So what it does is it takes your content and automatically fits it. And I don't think there's a lot of tools out there that do that. I've used Photoshop for a long time. And you, if you want text to fit in a box, you have to actually scale down the text, fix the font, and justify it, and current it, and all these different things. And people don't want to know that. They just want to type, and they want it to look good. They want to add a photo, and they want it to look good. And that's really the, the, the drive and the goal that I wanted Relay to, to be able to do for people. Because I see a lot of small businesses out there. They have content, like especially podcasters. All these podcasters have these amazing show notes with deep, awesome quotes that they want to do and, and share with the world, but they're not sharing them because by the time they create their podcast episode, it's like a whole other thing. Who wants to create 20 graphics after they've went through all the, the editing of, of the content and the audio content? The other thing I'm noticing too is that it's really like you got to pick your you don't have to pick a certain platform. Like some people, they will create one graphic. Or what I see a lot of is they're sharing other people's graphics, which is awesome. But what if one of those graphics goes viral? Wouldn't you rather be the person that's branding your content with the quote of your guest and those influencers and then having other people share them? And I'm not saying don't share other people's quotes, but... We won't even get to, into the legal issues of that, Mike, but you know, yeah. it's, it's cool to, to have one of your quotes go viral. Well, it lets you own it a lot easier. It lets you own the stuff like yeah. far easier. Now, so you are in the midst of really like a launch right now. Like that's yeah. really going on. So coming to an event like this, which is, you know, again, uh, you know, it's, you're taking time out. You're, where are you based again? You're in... I'm in, in Boston. So it, this, is not an, this is not an overnight trip for you. Like, no. this is So I've been talking to some of the guests today about, you know, how how they prepare for something like this. So you're in a unique situation as compared to the others I've talked to because you're in the midst of an actual launch. Right. So how have you, like, first off, A, how are you going to leverage what goes on here? I mean, I think I know the answer to that, but Mm -hmm. more importantly, what did you do to set yourself up so you could be here without going, 
oh, how are things going? How are things going? How are things going? Yeah, my, you know, I, I'm looking at what has happened this past few days. And by the way, Jared and Dan have put on an amazing conference here. I have not been to a lot of conferences, but I have been to ba- a few bad conferences. So I know that they put on a quality uh, gathering of really people that are really passionate about podcasting. And the thing that I've learned is I've been head down for like about six or eight months, mm-hmm. you know, working on this from start to finish. And the thing that I have, I'm going to come away from this conference is, is there is nothing that will replace this conversation between you and I going up to someone and hugging them. And also just, it's funny, Mike, I actually have been reading messages from people now and I'm starting to read it in their voice Yeah, <laughs> because now I know exactly what they sound like. Because it's not 1.5 times speed anymore either, right? right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, or I've only texted or chatted on Facebook like, with oh, people. Wow, you're much taller than I thought you yeah. were in person or shorter that, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're hearing a lot of that here too. I've been, I've been doing live quotes of some of the, the talks and one of them was, you're, lo- you're much taller than you are in Skype. Yeah. So <laughs> that was one of the good ones that but I really enjoyed. I found you because of your avatar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what about when you get home? So you're wrapping, you're leaving here what Monday I would imagine yeah, yeah yeah so when you get home what happens like how how do you get back in because you, again you're in full like launch mode right now yeah. so like I can't imagine that you're just gonna like ramp right up like do you like how are you gonna ease into it like is there a plan is there some kind of workflow that you have in mind I to be honest with you I have like an on off button and for me I am like a full-on juggernaut when I am more clear about my path so unstoppable yeah yeah no no I, wall will see i'm gonna comic book right references I, here. I try and be anyway I, when i am unclear about my path i i waver a lot and flip-flop a lot it's very hard for me to make decisions i don't know if other people are like that but i definitely am so to answer your question when i come back from here this has been an awesome face-to-face chat with people of saying would you prefer to do a seven or 14 day trial? Would you prefer to pay a dollar or just enter your credit card information? And what's the price point that you want? So anybody out there that's doing anything for their podcast or their, you know, software development or anything that they want to do in life. I think the, the takeaway for me has been, you can't beat going out and talking directly with your customers and podcasting of course is only one vertical of relay this is going to hopefully help a lot of people sure but nothing is going to replace me being able to go out and talk to people in person and say what do you want like i already i've already done that for the features but now I want to do that for what kind of experience do you say, want the, to... Yeah. The customer experience. And, and the interesting thing is, is that the reason that John and I were talking about doing this, and we actually started today on his, his recommendation, and rightly so, is that mm-hmm. the energy levels are still high, uh, and you get this face-to-face time, which changes the way the whole discussions work, the dynamics yeah. of all the conversations. So when you're at an event like this, you're getting everybody in not just real time in terms of like the time you're doing, but real, like real, uh, environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we're all going to the stockyards tonight Yep. and there's going to be a mechanical bowl, I believe. Yeah. So the question is, can you convert a customer better on a mechanical bowl or not? <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what I think. See, is this the, is where task over time does take hold. Like, I mean, <laughs> yes. if you focus on the task of staying on the bull, you're likely to spend more time on it. That's true. That than is trying true. to beat the time that, so I'm not going to test that theory tonight. Spoiler yeah. alert, I will not be riding the mechanical bull tonight. I also want, I'm going on record here right now. I've been following these shot on iPhone 6s, 
and I have an idea. I actually want to take a shot tonight and put it on an iPhone 6 and then shoot it with an iPhone 6. I'm going to submit it. So I want that to show up on a billboard somewhere. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen this yet, so I'll have to check it out tonight. <laughs> Craig, where can people find you online when you are not uh, you know, meeting people in real time, in real space? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you threw me for a loop because... Uh, it's relay that and you're saying real and I can't even spell real really anymore. I can't even <laughs> say it anymore. I have to say relay, but, um, sorry, side note there. I just, uh, that went into a weird place, but it's relay that.com and the tool is called relay. My name's Craig Carpenter and you can find me on uh, Twitter under Craig Carpenter and I'm open to any feedback anybody has in terms of the website, the tool. I truly am coming from a place of my heart and uh, want to really help people and uh, create a tool that's valuable to a lot of businesses out there. Well, and I'm using it, and uh, you know, I really love what you put together there, and I'm going to leverage it more and more. I'm, I'm in this place where I have to start doing that more and more, and I'm, your tool came along at just the right time. I really appreciate that, and thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. All right. So who are you, and what brought you to Podcast Movement 2015? Yeah, so my name is Zephan Moses Blacksburg, and I am the host of the Year of Purpose podcast. And uh, I wanted to come to Podcast Movement basically to connect with other people that are running podcasts, A, because, you know, this was my first time doing a podcast and I didn't, you know, I was all self-taught. And so one of the most important things I learned was find the people who are doing it and doing it well and go after those people and find out, you know, what you can learn from them. Uh, so, so that was really number one. And number two was, you know, just to spread the word of, you know, what my podcast is and, and to share my message. So what have you gotten out of the conference so far? Uh, lots of amazing things. So I decided to take a full day mastermind with Lou Mangello and, uh, and John Dennis a uh, day before the conference started. So we actually got to each go around the room and work for about an hour on uh, six different podcasts uh, for each business owner that was here. So that was a huge thing for me just in finding out more about how I can better target my audience, what struggles might come up for me just in the future and trying to grow it. Uh, And then really today was more of learning about how to build my email list and and connecting with those listeners beyond uh, just delivering a message to them and having them listen. We're talking to each person today kind of about productivity as it relates to attending this conference. So did you do any type of special preparations? Do you have any productivity tips or strategies you're following while you're here? Yeah, absolutely. So I come from a a background of direct mail marketing and direct response marketing. Uh, One of my first jobs out of college was working for Bill Glazer and Dan Kennedy, the the infamous copywriters and, and marketing guys. And so, you know, Bill was best known for outrageous advertising that is outrageously successful uh, and in giving out what he would call a grabber. This was the thing that would catch your attention in the mail. Uh, Back in, you know, not too long ago, people would send out marketing pieces in the mail. And the point of a grabber was to be not just a letter like everything else in your mailbox, but to have a physical piece that came along with that letter to kind of make that sit, you know, on top of the stack or at least stand out. Uh, So for me, it was important to figure out what is a grabber I can use to connect with other people here at the event. Uh, So I, you know, I found a marketing company that prints your logos and stuff on all sorts of products. And, you know, she sent me the usual, like, you know, here's iPhone cases and here's like all sorts of other stuff you can give out and business cards. And I'm like, you know, that's nice, but I have business cards. I want to connect with people in a way where 
I can really help them out because if there's any one thing I've learned, it's that you need to be able to help others and then they'll help you in return. Uh, so I was like, okay, going to a conference, a thousand podcasters, what is the one problem they're all going to have? And they're all podcasters and they all probably brought earbuds with them uh, to listen to, you know, episodes on the plane or whatever they're doing, Uh, you know, even just for recording videos, because so many of them post videos online and use the mic on their earbuds. And I've already untangled mine, I think, like four times today. Exactly. So tangled earbuds was the one problem that I figured, you know, 70 to 80 percent of the people here were going to have. And I brought kind of this cable wrapper called The Loop and I got my podcast website printed on it so that, you know, I could open up a conversation with, hey, you know, did, did your earbuds get tangled up on the way here? And <laughs> I gave them a solution on the spot. And how's that working out? Uh, I, so I ordered about 150 of them going into this event, and I guarantee that I will not fly home with a single one in the next 48 hours. Sounds like it's working. Yeah. So where can people find you online to learn more about you and follow what you're doing? Yeah, so it's just www.yearofpurpose.com. You know, we're available on iTunes and Stitcher. And the easiest way if you're on an iPhone is just head on over to getyop.com from your smartphone. And that actually sends you straight to the podcast page in the podcast app uh, for any Apple device. So Very nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for stopping by. No problem. Thanks for having me. So there were more than just eight people at this event, John. Well, ten if you count us, right? There's like a thousand. Well, I heard a thousand. Then I heard someone say eleven hundred. So people just I, showed up and out of the work. Well, you never know. Then how they count people these things. So now, now the thing about this event that was so there was a party on the Saturday night at the stockyards, which is kind of interesting because most of these events have everything happen kind of within the confines of the hotel. WES would be an exception to that rule of the events I've been to, uh, but they actually took us out and we we were on a bus ride and it was about what thirteen. I think it was thirteen minutes away. The bus driver said. Well, on the way there. I I thought it was never going to end because I couldn't get a seat. I was standing up the whole time. You so stood it, on the bus yeah. and they let you? I, I guess it wasn't against the law. Weird. I don't no know. helmet either. No, no, no helmet. <laughs> so it seemed like a long ride to me, but I don't know. So it was really cool because it was at this, this almost like this roadhouse slash rodeo barn kind of. Pl- it was it was interesting. It was a it very. It felt t- like Texas. It felt like <laughs> Texas. Um, had a great time. Met Mark Marin there again. And when I say again, I actually have met Mark Marin before. And a quick story before we wrap up. I met him at another conference I attended, which is a really cool conference called Max Fun Con, where I was at Lake Arrowhead, California. And Mark Marin was there. And he was when he was, he was doing, he did, not when he was doing stand-up, he did some stand-up. And he knew right away, he's like, oh, yes, Andrew WK was there. And Andrew WK is like one of the most fascinating people I've, I've ever met. He's just an interesting, interesting character. Uh, so I had a chance to, you know, briefly talk with Mark and, and just uh, he would have a lot of people coming up to him. And, and, and I know we mentioned last episode that I didn't want to be the guy that then tried to commandeer him for for a, a selfie. I didn't even do this. Uh, but someone, to be fair, uh, and I actually prefer these kind of photos. I don't know what you think, John, is somebody actually took a picture of me talking to him rather than like a selfie. So we were actually engaged in conversation, which I actually think has a bit more cachet attached to it well i think there were a few people that wanted selfies with you too i think you're leaving that out were there yeah i, th- I think there were <laughs> i think there was yeah i know i had a hug that, that someone wanted a hug uh julie from um i uh, will put it in the show notes i cannot re- i've met so many people here it's tough to keep up but she came all the way from israel that's right that's right so um and yeah i mean uh on the way back from lunch you know serini and i we ran into jamie tardy and pat flynn pat did a killer keynote 
phenomenal stuff. It threw some productivity tips in at the end, which of course I was like, there you go. That's, 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 that's my line of, that's my line of thinking there. Um, and, and so it was, I mean, this event was, was strong. Um, and it really did level up. And I know last year I said to, to Dan and, and Jared, I said, you know, next year, like you're, you're, I said, if you want to compete with the ones that are already in existence, you're going to have to level up. And they delivered in spades. And I, I mean, whether my opinion matters to that, you know, or not when it comes to that, um, it's gratifying to see that it happened. Uh, I've spoken to speakers who say that they treat them very, very well, which is another phenomenal thing to hear. And uh, so if you get a chance, and tickets won't be going on sale for a while, I don't believe, the general public, I, or I think they're, they're not going on sale quite yet. But if you go to podcastmovement.com, it'll be in Chicago next year. And they flipped it. So I used to go to, I go to WDS every year, and that's normally when Podcast Movement are that basically what they're doing is WDS will be happening in August next year and podcast movements happening in July. So I will be likely attending both. Um, you know, I know I'm going to WDS podcast movement is an incredibly strong possibility. I need to run it by my, my, my partner, uh, code name for my wife to make sure that I can go. I can only attend so many of these, but I, I, I had such a good time. I will be back. And I strongly encourage all of you to uh, give it a look. If you're in that area or are interested in taking podcasting uh, either to new heights or just giving it a shot or adding it to the, the things you're already doing to maybe extend your, your business or, or your message, um, I think it's a really, really great event. And these guys delivered big time. So uh, we will be back next Thursday with another episode of the show. As I mentioned off the top, everybody is getting this episode uh, un, un, you know, unabridged. Same thing with the episode before. So this is a rarity because normally what happens is is the uh, the general, the public uh, podcast, which is what I think I've just given you the, the alliteration of P to P, the public podcast uh, is abridged. You're not getting everything that I talk about with, with the person uh, that I'm interviewing or even if I'm just discussing things. Um, but if you're a Patreon supporter, you do. You get the whole thing. Plus, you get two bonus episodes every week on Tuesdays and Saturdays. So, uh, and those are generally me and John and I were talking about. John really likes, you like those episodes, don't you? I do. And they're new. They're brand new. I listened to the, 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 this is one thing that came out of this conference too, is like, listen to your audience. It was weird because there's odd messaging. There's like, listen to your audience and who cares about your audience? Like, yeah, don't listen to them. Do it for yourself. It yeah. was a little it was, contradictory. Yeah, but, but I think the message is, if you're not doing it for yourself, you can't serve an audience. So you need to be passionate about it and, and do that. So uh, if you want to support the podcast and get that extra stuff, and it's not just bonus material in terms of podcasts, there's other things that you'll get. Uh, go to patreon.com slash productivityist and contribute anything from $1 to the moon if you want. And that way you will get, uh, you will get different perks and the more the more milestones we reach, that'll change. You know what we will. You know what we will be able to do with the podcast as well. So, uh, I, I'm I'm really appreciative of, of all of you that are listening this week. Uh, again, appreciative to everybody who was involved with podcast movement, the speakers, the volunteers, the team behind it. Uh, and uh, until next week, uh, keep moving things forward. You can find me at Mike Vardy on the Twitter and Productivities.com is where to look. For me, and you know what? Also, just stop guessing and start going. That's another big thing I want to convey. So, until next week, uh, enjoy the week. Mm-hmm.